Hey, good morning, church. How y'all this morning? Y'all good? You look good despite being spread out and having those beautiful masks on. But we're here, and man, it's just so good to be back in the house, even where just two or three <laughs> are gathered. We got that beat. Amen. It is so good to see y'all. Listen, let's let's start this morning singing a. If there's a, a Baptist anthem, I guess this is it. Let's stand together and let's just sing out this song, Amazing Grace. I've, I've experienced a lot of that, as a lot of you have over the last few days. And Songs kind of, they, they mean a little bit more uh, when you really have time to sit and, and just ponder what they're saying and all the things that God's done for you. So let, let's sing this song together, all right? Sing it out with me. Y'all lift it up. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me.
y'all just keep standing. We're going to keep on worshiping. I just want to say really quick, I don't know about y'all, but I'm excited to have Mike Welburn back on this stage up here. Listen, you want to see our true testament to, to God working, God healing? I think initially uh, with everything going on, they said probably a six to eight week recovery time for him. And he's right back up there. I mean, I know I missed him for two weeks just here, me and Andrew and the pastor in the office, and it, you know, just kind of lonely, missing Mike, but I'm glad he's back so I can go bother him. So, so, but anyway, we're glad you're here, everybody. Really quick, look around, nod to your neighbor. Nod to your neighbor. Good, we got that handled. All right, everybody's been greeted. So listen, let's keep worshiping. We're glad you're here. We got that you chose to worship with us, whether it be online or in person. It's going to be a great Sunday today. So let's just keep worshiping. We got a great message from the pastor. We'll see y'all in a bit. Children of God, amen, amen. I'll just uh, take a few liberties here since I can <laughs> and just say that I appreciate all the calls, all the prayers. Man, you just, you don't know how much that, that as I was sitting in that old steel cargo unit <laughs> in the COVID uh, part of the hospital, texts were coming and, and it just, it meant so much, so much. And even when we got home, when we got home, many of you in this room were, were sending texts every day. 
And if there's a hallmark of Airline Baptist Church, I guess that's it, the loving care. There'd be days, Janice, we had it at the same time, and so we were kind of, we were like uh, two souls out on the sea. We just kind of <laughs> rocking around. And there'd be these days, and somebody would, there'd be this knock on the door. And we'd go to the door to see a car pull out, and we knew who it was. And there, there's, there's things down there to eat. People were br- dropping off food. And to, food to me, you want to speak to my heart, that, use, use food. But just the, the, didn't call, didn't say, hey, what do y'all need? Can we bring y'all something? Just brought stuff. And I'm looking at a lot of people in this room who did that. My boy there brought me some Diet Cokes. I was dying for one, and he comes bring. <laughs> he didn't bring me one. He bought me a whole case. But uh, anyway, I love y'all so much, and I appreciate your prayers. It's good to be here. And folks, we've got, we still got a lot of folks that are dealing with this. We really do. And uh, over the past few weeks, the past few days, rather, uh, there's been some dear friends who, uh, this this got the best of them. And and now, I think of one as we were singing Amazing Grace, Brother Tony Hamilton. Uh, There's been several others who who have passed away that we know uh, during this thing. So let's be in prayer for the ones who are still dealing with this, those who have lost loved ones, and, and just each other that we can, God will get us through this, and he will, we know that. And and this this next song, I I love the song, but um, nobody else but him could be our hope. He's the only one who can, right? We do the best we can do. But we pray for this thing to be over with and we pray for things to get back to some kind of normal. God God can and will do that when he's ready to do that. So continue praying and, and let's, just, uh, let's just draw closer to him during this time. Amen? Amen. Love this. Uh, if, it's, if it's new to you, that's perfectly okay because it's new to us too. All right. It's graves in the gardens.
church Let's go, Lord, in prayer. Father, we love you so much, God, and we do recognize in this time that we're in, God, we find that you are the only one God, who, who can. So, God, we lift up our prayers, we lift up our needs to you, God, and we just trust and believe that you're going to be what you've always been to us, Father, provider, protector, and deliverer. So, God, we thank you for loving us so much. Look forward to this day and this time together as we get into your word. God, just let it speak to each of our hearts and be what we need right now. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen. Isn't it great to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. I kind of feel like we have a grand dog, a black lab. His name is Duke. I feel like Duke right about now. Duke is an inside dog, but if you ever get that leash off of him and he takes off, good luck getting him back, taking that mask off and getting to stand up here and talk about it. I feel like Duke without a leash on right now. But it's good to see you, those of you that are watching with us online. If you're watching online and you're looking for a place to go and worship in person at a safe distance, we've got the place for you at Airline. God's blessed us with a large building, and I so appreciate your cooperation. Those of you that have been cooperative, those of you that are helping to seat people, None of us like this, amen? I don't like it. I don't like having to ask people to sit certain places. I don't like having to wear a mask. But here's the reality. I'm preaching my first COVID funeral today at 3 o'clock of one of our beloved church members, Jim Lee. We must take it serious. I don't, are the mask effective or not? I don't know. I wear it if for no other reason. It gives other people peace of mind. So I tell you, if you're watching online, you're looking for a place that's going to go the extra mile to take care of you, Airline Baptist Church is that place. Take your copy of scriptures, if you will, and turn to Acts chapter number 20. You know, I guess it's, it's just psychological. But even when we were stuck at home and couldn't get out, can I just tell you, that didn't bother me as bad as the dadgum mask. I don't know what it is about the mask. When I'm out and I see everybody in stores and places, it's like we're all in bondage in a third world country to see that. I pray for the day that we can drop these things and get back to some level of normalcy. I appreciate you giving us the 
opportunity to be on vacation last week. It was nice to be out on the beach, at least in Panama City Beach, where nobody wore a mask. It's a city ordinance that everywhere you went, you had to wear one on. And it just gets discouraging when so many people that you love, listen, not only Pastor Mike, but also Aaron and also Matt. All three of our singers this morning are recovering or have recovered from COVID-19. So we do recognize that. Is it political? Yeah, probably. Is it overstated? Perhaps. But we know enough people in our church family and people that we know and love, like Brother Tony Hamilton, who are, who's now with the Lord, that we're going to do everything we can to protect our people. But it can get discouraging. I mean, we came back to church, then went back home. Now we're back in church. It's a few of us worshiping together. It can be tempting to just quit. You ever just get tempted to quit? Maybe to quit on your job. Some folks get tempted to quit on their marriage, to quit on your church and just say, I'm not going back to that church. What if the Lord called you to go on a mission trip? And that mission trip, you had to travel by boat to get there. And you're obeying the Lord to travel on that boat. What if you got shipwrecked? Would you be discouraged to quit then? What if when you got shipwrecked, you were trying to keep yourself warm and you built a fire and a snake jumped out of the fire and bit you on the hand? You're serving the Lord. You're doing what God's called you to do to go on that mission trip. What if you were thrown in jail for preaching the gospel? Would you be tempted to quit then? The great Apostle Paul is the man you know that I just described. He experienced every one of those things. And even coming to the end of his life, he never entertain the opportunity to quit we just got to be honest if that was some of us in those situations we might be tempted to quit Winston Churchill was invited by the Harrow School to come and, and give a speech there on October the 29th 1941 and Sir Winston Churchill stood up and this is all he said never ever 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 give up never give up never give up never give up and he was done. That's the message of Scripture for you and I today. Never give up. It's too soon to quit. I was blessed to be at, in seminary at Liberty University when Jerry Falwell Sr., big difference between senior and junior, I'll just leave it at that, when Jerry Falwell Sr. was alive. And he would always say, you don't, you don't determine a man's greatness by his wealth or by his talent like the world does. You measure a man's greatness by what it takes to discourage him. We live in discouraging times. If we just give in to the news, my brother-in-law said, until the election is over, can we just crop dust Zoloft over everybody and calm everybody down until the election is over? It's easy to get discouraged. I'm going to tell you, I just told my wife at the beach, can I just stay here forever? I mean, not a care in the world, just my fat self out there soaking up the rays. Sometimes we get tempted by all the situations in the world. But the Apostle Paul knew about struggles. He knew about trials. You you remember his testimony, don't you? He was Saul the persecutor. He hunted down, persecuted, and killed Christians, threw Christians in jail. Then he met the Lord Jesus on the road to Damascus, and his life was radically transformed. I would submit to you that's the only only way of being saved. If you're not radically saved, you're probably not saved at all because the Bible says when you're in Christ, you're a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So, Paul had traveled much of the New Testament world at that time preaching the gospel. In Acts chapter 20, he's giving his farewell speech to the church at Ephesus, realizing he'll probably never see them again. If you're physically able, would you please rise and let's honor the reading of God's word. Acts chapter 20, beginning in verse 22. What a testimony here. Paul says, I never shrank back from telling you what you needed to hear, either publicly or in your homes. I've had one message for Jews and Greeks alike, the necessity of repenting from sin and turning to God and of having faith in our Lord Jesus. That was not a social gospel he was preaching there, by the way. Verse 22, and now I'm bound by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. Bound by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. I don't know what awaits me except that the Holy Spirit tells me in city after city that jail and suffering lie ahead. Who wants to sign up for that assignment? The Holy Spirit made it obvious to him. The Holy Spirit prepared him you're gonna suffer and you're gonna spend some time in jail verse 24 but here's what Paul said you and I ought to say this too but my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing for finishing the work assigned by the Lord Jesus the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God and now I know that none of you to whom I preach the kingdom will ever see me again verse 26 I declare to you today that I have been faithful boy 
I'd like to have that kind of testimony. If anyone suffers eternal death, he said, it's not my fault, for I didn't shrink from declaring all that God wants you to know. Lord Jesus, speak to our hearts today. Lord Jesus, challenge our hearts today. Lord Jesus, encourage us today that it's too soon to quit, that the best is yet to come, that the one who suffered and bled and died on an old rugged cross is worthy of my 100% devotion and commitment to serve you until you call me home. So Lord, whether it's those in the building today or those watching on the World Wide Web, speak to us by the supernaturally inspired word Word of God and the Spirit of God, that we would not just listen, we wouldn't just be hearers of the Word, but we would also be doers of your Word. And we'll give you all the glory for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can, be, you can be seated. So as Paul knew he was probably facing death, he wasn't about to give up on doing what God called him to do. How about you? What does it take to make you a quitter for Jesus? Have you ever turned your back on the Lord? Maybe serving him faithfully and then you got off track? We kind of clean it up in churches and we call it things like backsliding. I was just backsliding. I'm not turning my back on the Lord. I was abandoning him. But thank God, even when we run from God, he never lets go of us. Paul said, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be sold out to Jesus no matter what. There may be people watching today on the World Wide Web and you've gotten, you've gotten accustomed to worshiping from home in your PJs. We all did that for a season of time, not necessarily in our PJs. But we worship from home for a season. And I've already had at least one of my, my medical doctors say, we kind of like that. My kids like watching church in their PJs. Haven't been back to church yet the last time I saw that doctor and asked. It's a fear of mine. Listen, those of you in this building, isn't this a whole lot better than watching on a computer screen? Amen? Now, if your doctor tells you and the Spirit of God says, not yet, not time for you to go back yet. You listen to your doctor and you listen to the Holy Spirit of God. But worship is essential. Listen, if people can go to Walmart and Lowe's and Home Depot but not come to church, can I be so bold as to say there's a word for that and it's hypocrisy? Because Walmart, Lowe's, and Home Depot are not mandates of Scripture. But Hebrews 10, 24, and 25 that we preached several weeks ago from my dining room table at home, how weird that was to preach on being faithful to church from home, says, not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. So I encourage you, those of you that are here, I thank you. I'd rather preach to this many people than to a computer screen in my living room any day. And you know why this feels so good? Because we're obeying the Lord. We're obeying Hebrews 10, 25. Has anything ever gotten you off track? Now, some of you here are watching. Maybe you used to teach life group. Do we not miss life group? We always say that's the heart and hub of who we are at Airline Baptist Church. If you want to know who we are, get into a life group. I pray that soon and very soon we'll be able to get back to life group when it won't be for another five or six weeks because of the renovations downstairs. You know, my favorite verse in Scripture is Romans 8, 28, and we know that God allows all things to work together for what? Good to those who love God and are called according to his purposes. The most outdated part of our building was the downstairs educational wing down there with our 1980s bowling alley carpet. We needed paint on the walls. We didn't have the funds to do that. Within the providence of God, we had a, a pipe, pipe burst leak, and we're going to get all new carpet, all new paint. We're going to enlarge some classrooms, and our insurance company is going to pay for it. God is good all the time you're with me, and all the time... So when we do get to go back, some of you got brand new classrooms to look forward to. But some people have gotten off track. They hadn't been to life group in years, not because of COVID, because they just didn't want to. They got out of the habit of going. Some people used to sing in the choir, and they don't do that anymore. I was watching First Woodstock for just a few minutes this morning, their early service online, and they had their choir. They were all spaced out. You see, Pastor Mike's got those chairs spaced out. What does that say to you? that maybe soon we'll be able to have our choir back leading us in worship. But some of you used to sing in the choir. Some of you used to help in the nursery, which we don't have now. But I pray in this season of kind of a timeout and a break of not doing some of those things, that as soon as we can do that, Pastor Kevin's going to need some help in children's ministry. Some of our elderly people who have helped in children's ministry, until this is behind us, they probably don't need to go back on the advice of their doctors. That means he's going to need some extra help. We may have to spread some classrooms out for social distancing. That means he's going to need some help. So some of you, maybe you've gotten off track. You need to say, Lord, show me. When I can get back to serving you, how can I do that? Some of you can help 
do probably the most unpopular job at Airline Baptist Church right now, and that's our first impressions, having to ask people to sit in certain places. Who wants to do that in church? Nobody wants to do that. But, but you know what? It's a necessary thing if we're going to protect each other and love each other to spread out. So maybe the preacher hurts your feelings, the Sunday school teacher hurts your feelings, somebody else hurts your feelings, and you're watching from home not because of COVID, because you just got your feelings hurt. Scripture is full of people that refuse to quit. Think back to Joseph in the Old Testament. That joker wouldn't quit. His brother sold him into slavery, but he didn't quit. He was put in the house of Potiphar. He was accused, falsely accused by Potiphar's wife. He took off out of there. He left his coat, but he wasn't about to lose his character. He still did not give up on the Lord. The ultimate example of suffering and not giving up is Job in the Old Testament. Even all that we've been through, I dreamed last night about the stinking murder hornets. Can we just get to 2021 and be done with 2020? We got murder hornets we got pipes busting we got covid so many things but we cannot quit we got to keep on keeping them for the lord jesus christ but job lost his health he lost his children he lost his crops he lost his animals all he had left was his nagging wife and friends said why don't you just cuss god and die job did not curse god and die and the scripture tells us in job 42 12 now the lord blessed the latter days of job more than the beginning remember daniel in the old testament that joker he just refused to quit they said, Daniel, we want you to bow to the king and eat the king's food. And he said, I'm going to honor Jehovah God. I'm not going to do that. He wouldn't eat the king's food, so they decided to make him food for the lions. At least they thought they would, but God protected him. Remember the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? They said, if you don't bow down to that to that image of King Nebuchadnezzar, we're going to throw you in the fiery furnace. And remember what those guys said in Daniel chapter 3, verses 17 and 18? Our God whom we serve is able. He is able to deliver us. If you're home or in a hospital bed with suffering with COVID-19, cancer, or something else right now, our God is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, if not. Now, did God deliver Jim Lee or not? Oh, yeah. I don't know of a dude who loved Jesus and talked about Jesus and encouraged this pastor as much as Jim Lee. My email's been kind of quiet, I told Miss Donna. He sent me emails of Bible prof prophecy and promises all the time. His faith has become sight. It's not what we wanted, but Jim Lee graduated to heaven. We'll celebrate his life today, 3 p.m. at Ward's funeral home. But if not, let it be known to you, Daniel said, that the Hebrew children said in Daniel 3, O king, we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. We do not serve the government. Man, aren't you thankful for John MacArthur and Grace Community Church in California? Now listen, we, I have some differences with John MacArthur, some theological differences, but I thank God for the way that man and that church has stood up and said we are not going to let the government trump the Word of God and trump the Constitution that says there's a separation of church and state. The, church needs to, the state needs to stay out of the business of the church. So they took him to court and they won that. Thank God for John MacArthur who did that. Let me just say this, and I'll move on. Where are our Southern Baptist Convention leaders? They've been dadgum quiet on that. Thank God that John MacArthur and others are standing up. The Apostle Paul knew that living for Jesus was the greatest adventure ever. It was more thrilling John Michael than the Braves when in the World Series. That was a long time ago. It was more thrilling than Georgia beating Florida this last year in, Jan in, in Jacksonville, and I was there, and it was dadgum thrilling. It's more thrilling than to be a mountain climber. It's more thrilling to go hang gliding, anything, skydiving. The living for Jesus is the greatest adventure in life, and Paul knew that, so he wasn't about to quit on Jesus. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 13, Paul writes, Brethren, I don't count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I can't go back to the times I blew it. I can't go back to the times that I let the Lord down. I wish I could change that, but i got to forget those things that are past. Verse 14, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Put the past in the past and press on. Now, I know some of you have naysayers in your life like Job did who likes to keep bringing up your past and reminding you. Certainly the devil likes to remind us of our past when the devil reminds you of your past you just remind him of his future because his future is doomed and sealed by holy god romans 8 18 and the king james says for i reckon i don't read from king jimmy a lot but i like that because it sounds southern i reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us paul wouldn't quit because he knew the best was yet to come in philippians 1 paul said listen if you just leave me alone and let me live for me to live as christ if you kill me die 
finest gain. If you beat me up and make me suffer, the sufferings are not worthy to be compared to the glory to the glory that's yet to come. The best is yet to come. It's too soon to quit. And in Acts chapter 20 that I just read, the New King James says it this way. The Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. But none of these things move me. What does it take to move you? What does it take to make you a quitter? He says, chains, being in jail, tribulation, none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself. Why? So that I may finish my race with joy. He's not just enduring it, but with joy. Remember our study of Philippians? We choose joy. And the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. How could the Apostle Paul say that? Three quick things. If you got an outline when you came in or if you're watching on the web, I think that'll be on your screen. Number one, we can't quit because eternity is at stake, y'all. We cannot quit because eternity is at stake. Now, Paul was uncertain of the details. He says, I'm bound in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit has made it evident and obvious to me that i got to go to Jerusalem no matter what. You've heard me tell my story. After 19 years at a great church, we were happy, had no desire to leave, and the Spirit of God not only moved on our hearts, he compelled on our hearts to come to northeast Georgia, to Hall County, Georgia. I told all of my friends, other churches called. I preached in other churches. Other churches asked. We said, God's called us to go there. A friend of mine, Brian Welch, said, aren't you going to look stupid when no church in Gainesville calls you? I said, well, I just know that I'll be obedient because I was bound by the Spirit of God. So I understand what Paul was saying. Little did my wife and I know that we were going to be shipwrecked and snake bit for a season after we made that move. But God is faithful, and here we are in the most loving church on planet Earth, even with trouble breathing down his neck. Paul said, hey, this is temporary. Heaven is forever. The best is yet to come. Eternity is at stake. I'm not talking about losing your salvation. Romans 8 makes that very clear. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. But other people's eternity is at stake. If they've watched us commit our life to Jesus, if they've watched us follow him in the waters of baptism, if they've watched us take a stand for the Lord, and then we give up, we give up. What's that say to a lost world? It's just, it wasn't real. It was just some emotional experience they went through. Eternity's at stake. We cannot quit. We're all one virus, as we've seen. We're all one virus or one heartbeat away from eternity. When you become bound by the will of God, you have a sense of direction. You know what God's called you to do. God has a way of preparing us for what he is preparing for us. Think about that. God has a way of preparing us for what he is preparing for for us. I don't understand what he's preparing us for with COVID-19, but I do know if I read my Bible aright, as Rasta Salter was known to say many, many times, I've read the end. It's going to get worse before it gets better. It's going to get gloriously dark. The situation on this earth, I've told you before, and you know from your own study of scripture, America is mentioned nowhere in Bible prophecy. Does that mean we'll no longer exist as a country? Does that mean we'll be irrelevant on the world scene? But if we believe the Word of God the way Jim Lee believed the Word of God and talked about Bible prophecy all the time, we understand this is part of it. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Is COVID-19 just kind of a practice run for what it's going to be like? Because for those of you that don't know Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life, the worst is yet to come. Yes, there's going to be separation from God in hell forever and ever. There's going to be hell on earth, a literal seven-year period of hell on earth after the church is raptured out of here. We cannot quit because eternity is at stake. We've got the ultimate destination of heaven. In John chapter 14, my friend Maxie Ladd, I believe, will be sharing this at Jim Lee's funeral today. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, Jesus said, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. The best is yet to come. It's too soon to quit. Don't quit now. I think of the old gospel song my papa used to listen to that says, I know, I know, there's no doubt about it. He lives in my heart, and I'm going to shout it. I know, I know, my sins are forgiven, and I am on my way to a place that's called heaven. Oh, I get chills just telling. Who remembers that old song? Anybody remember that old song? from the gospel singing jubilee i'm as sure for heaven as if i've already been there ten thousand years i know the best is yet to come well that was number one we can't quit because eternity is real number two write this down we can't quit because it would dishonor our lord it would dishonor our lord jesus who went all the way to the cross they beat him they mocked him they stripped him they put a crown of thorns on his head they nailed him to that old rugged cross they put a spear in his side 
That's not happened to us, and we're going to quit? No, it's too soon to quit. We cannot quit now. Acts 20, 24, Paul said, none of these things move me. Talking about what's going to happen when he gets to Jerusalem. Nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy. He was determined not to quit and to finish his race, not to endure his race, but to finish his race with joy. Joy is a choice. We must choose joy every day. He was determined. How about you? I love what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, referring back to chapter 11, the hall of faith, the heroes of faith, therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, Jim Lee's one of them today. I can see, I've seen him in church, we'll just lift his fist with it. He said, tell them, preacher, preach it, preacher. He's, they're in heaven. Therefore, we're, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, by a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight. It only takes one that slows us down, especially the sin, definite article, that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance. The Christian life is an endurance race. It is not a sprint. The race that God has set before us, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. I'm not looking at my circumstances now listen, I've already told you I ain't perfect. I get discouraged just like you do, looking at all these masks out there and being told I can't do this and I can't do that. But when I fix my eyes on Jesus, who went all the way to the cross for me, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy, the cross, crucified, stripped, beaten, crown of thorns for the joy set before him. He endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he's seated at place of honor at God's, at God's right hand on the throne. Even with the cross before him, Jesus said, I ain't giving up. I'm going all the way. Jesus was God's personal expression of himself. He could have called 10,000 angels to come and get him, but he knew what God had called him to do. Joshua chapter 24 and verse 15 says, if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. You're going to serve somebody. If you ain't going to serve the Lord, you're probably serving yourself. Really, if you're not serving the Lord, you're serving the devil. You might not realize that. But self is, that's, you know, I want what I want. That's all coming from the pit of hell. There's only two spirits in the world, amen, the Holy Spirit and unholy host of hell. He says, you choose today whom you'll serve. Would you prefer the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates, those false gods? Will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? Will it be the God of government and the God of Dr. Fauci? Or will it be the God of the Bible? He says, as for me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. How about you? Are you ready to serve the Lord and say it's too soon to quit? Don't quit now. I've never understood running. People who choose to run, Randy's a great runner. And man, if I ran, maybe I'd be as skinny as Randy. But I probably ought to do that. I'd live, live longer. I've just not been into running. My son will tell you, and he was a high school and college athlete, that's punishment in every other sport. But a fascinating thing about running, if you watch runners in a race, dude can be way behind everybody else, but he just keeps on running until he gets to the finish line. No chance of winning, but he keeps on running. Maybe there are giants ahead of me in the line, like Dr. Charles Stanley and D John MacArthur and people like that. I'm way behind those guys, but I'm going to keep on running. I'm not going to give up. I've got the finish line in sight. Life is not a sprint. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an endurance. It's a marathon. We keep on, keep on running. I may have shared this with you before, but Many years ago, probably 20 or 25 years ago, I heard that Dr. Dr. Charles Stanley was asked by his son Andy, the pastor of North Point Community Church, Dad, how can I pray for you? What's the main thing, Dad, I can pray for you, your life and your ministry? And Dr. Stanley said, Andy, pray that I will finish well. I want to finish well, how about you? I don't want to be known as a quitter. I don't want to be known as somebody who took my eyes off the Lord and got discouraged. I want to finish well. I was an intern in college for Governor Joe Frank Harris, who was a Democrat, but one of the most pro-life governors in the history of Georgia. If you go back and check me out, see if I'm telling you the truth. I was part of the governor's intern program, and I got to choose from several different agencies to work for. I may have shared this with you before. I chose to work for the Georgia Council on Maternal and Infant Health as the governor's intern. Because I'm passionately pro-life, I believe all life is sacred from conception until natural death. And I thought, I'm going to get to be a pro-life representative under the, goal, under the gold dome, living a dream. I had time I was a little boy to serve under the gold dome. Well, guess what? When I got there, I found out the director, she didn't share my convictions. She didn't share my pro-life convictions. And she said, I'm not going to forbid you to speak to your senators and representatives about that, but you better make clear, Mike, you do not speak for the Council on Maternal and Infant Health. I appreciate her giving me that liberty. 
So my job was to do what she wanted me to do. Never did she ask me to testify for abortion, by the way. Never did she ask me to do anything like that, or I'd have had to refuse. I was just there to take notes and to advocate the positions of the Council on Maternal and Infant Health for things like low birth weight babies and premature babies and things like that. But if I spoke to my legislators, and listen, I lived in Athens. I'm from Cordell. My daddy was in Wilcox County. I spoke to all of them as if I lived in all those places and advocated for the sanctity of human life. But my job was to speak for the council separately. If you go back to the original languages, that word is to declare as a herald of the king. I think the word is caruso, if I'm not mistaken. I may be mistaken about that, but I think that's the word. No, caruso means lift up your voice like a trumpet. But to declare as a herald of the king is what this word is. Back then, if the herald didn't accurately give the message that the king told them to, it could be off of their head. They could kill them. My job is to say what Jesus wants me to say. My job is to live out the Word of God. Your job, you may not be called to be a pastor or a life group leader, but as a child of God, your job is to still share the Word of God. You don't have to be called to be a minister to do that. Well, I would submit everybody's called to be a minister just in different ways. Maybe you're not called to vocational ministry. Fewer people had... Fewer people than, uh, well, have you heard me say before, 86% of people in the state of Georgia don't go to church on any given Sunday. Three-fourths of lost people say that nobody has ever invited me to church. Chew on that for a minute. Three-fourths of people on their way to hell say nobody has ever invited me to church. Fewer than that have ever shared the gospel with anybody. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power. That word is dunamis. It's where we get our word dynamite. The power of God into salvation to everyone who believes. If I'm not careful, my life, my backsliding, my sinful condition can negate the truth of the gospel. Are you declaring to others that it's too soon to quit? Because Jesus is alive? Are you telling those around you that it's too soon to quit because he's coming back again? I'm here to tell you this morning, God will use you if you determine that nothing moves you, including being choked while you're preaching. Paul said he was innocent of the blood of all men. What a testimony. I got to tell you, I can't say that. I'm ashamed to tell you specific times in my life when the Holy Spirit of God teed it up. You know, when you have children in T-ball, you put it on the tee to make it real easy. The Spirit of God teed it up for me to share the gospel. And I'm sad to say there's been specific times I walked away from that, and I didn't do that. There are people that could be in hell today because I wasn't faithful to share like I should have. Paul said, I'm pure from the blood of all men. We can't quit because we got a message to share. Will we say with him that none of these things move me? Maybe complacency <coughs> has already slipped into your life from my life. We've taken our eyes off the ball. We've lost the passion for Jesus that we used to have. Because some Christian hurt your feelings. Because a Sunday school teacher said something you didn't like. Because a preacher preached on a topic, they stepped on your toes, and we've given up on the Lord. Let's determine to run the race for God's glory. Let's determine that nothing is going to move us. <clears throat> That's only possible if you've had a genuine, life-changing encounter with holy God. Has there ever been a time in your life when you realize you're not perfect, you're a sinner for all of sin and falling short of the glory of God. Ever been a time in your life when you realize the wages of sin is death, we deserve to die and go to hell? But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Have you ever confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead? For whoever calls the name of the Lord, verse 13 of Romans 10 says, whoever calls the name of the Lord will be saved. You can't endure to the end if you've never been saved. It is a bed, bedrock conviction of Baptist theology, the perseverance of the saints. We endure to the end if you're saved. 1 John 5, 13 says you can know. Do you know that you're a child of God? And if you do, can you say with Winston Churchill, never, ever, 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 ever give up, no matter what. Isn't he worthy? <coughs> Write down your conclusion, number one. I think that salt air agreed with me a little bit better. <clears throat> you think it's okay to give up on serving God? That's number one. Is it okay? Now, my dear friend, Dr. Brenda Kowalski, any of you know Dr. Brenda Kowalski? She founded the ministry Helping Hands in retirement. She and her husband, who's with the Lord now, he died on the mission field, if I'm not mistaken, of malaria 
she said, retirement's not in the Bible. That's what Dr. Brenda said. Well, there's a lot of things that aren't in the Bible. I think what Brenda was saying was, you never give up on serving the Lord. Now, if you've worked hard and you've earned your retirement, I say enjoy it, but keep on serving the Lord. Number two, aren't you thankful Jesus doesn't give up on us? Write that down. Aren't you thankful Jesus does not give up on us? 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. If he doesn't give up on me, I cannot give up on him. Number three, you certain? Are you certain of that eternal home that we talked about? Maxie and I can stand today with confidence and say, Jim Lee is absent from his body and present with the Lord because of his love for Jesus. Number four, <coughs> are you faithfully sharing the message of salvation with other people? Remember I said we can't quit. Paul said we can't quit because eternity is at stake. We must faithfully declare the gospel. Are we doing that? Are we doing that? Listen, you can't get out, you can't share, you can't visit people, you can't go to the hospital. What is it, Brother Jim, it's the third or fourth church member we've had died during COVID. I couldn't be there to hold their hand and pray with them. That's what pastors do. I couldn't go visit them in the hospital and encourage them. My wife's 89-year-old aunt with dementia that has greatly accelerated during this quarantine. She's in Northeast Georgia Medical Center with COVID. She don't know where she is, who she's with. We can't go and encourage her. Can I just say, Sarah and all those in the healthcare profession, God bless these heroes and what they do. They're there serving when family cannot. Julie has thanked the people at Amber Glen over and over again. And one of them said, it's just our job. Julie said, no, ma'am, it's not. You're doing your job and you're doing the job of a family. We've got to faithfully share the message of the gospel with others. And number five, I mentioned Kevin's going to need some help. <clears throat> How can you invest in the next generation for God's glory? What can you do to invest in the next generation for God's glory? Pray with me, church. Father, I'm thankful that you never give up on us. Help us to be committed not to ever, ever quit on you. You're worthy. You're worthy of all praise. Whatever you ask us to do, Lord, help us to walk so close with you. Help us to be so in tune with your spirit and your word that we can say with the Apostle Paul, he went bound in the spirit not knowing what's going to happen but he knew you were worth serving I pray for those today that are unsure of their relationship with you here in this building or watching on the web I pray today be the day of their salvation God for those who've gotten off track maybe they've kind of hit a snag and they have quit temporarily spirit of God grab them back today encourage them by the truth of your word that it's too soon to quit we cannot quit now we do pray for those that are suffering, those that are grieving. Thank you that your word and your spirit are enough. Use us as your vessels, even when we can't visit. As Pastor Mike said, to call, to text, to drop off stuff. To be faithful to share the good news of the gospel with others. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Hey, I'm going to throw you all a curve. Can we go back to that title slide one more time before we go to these words? I want you to check out the title slide do you see it has two different colors don't quit now just read just read the blue letters it all says don't quit now the blue letters say do it now what's God calling you to do I know we got on a mask I know we're in a quarantine I know we can't do things we used to do but we can do something now God is worthy let's stand together let's worship together if you need to come and pray privately We'll social distance and you do that. Whatever the Lord leads you to do, we'll be available to talk to you after the service. If you're here today for the first time, my wife and I'd love to meet you right back here. We've got a gift we'd like to give you. I'll put my mask back on. I don't have COVID. I just have asthma and allergies. That's why I'm coughing today, readjusting to North Georgia climate. If Pastor Andrew would be over here to help you if you've got questions. How can I join Airline Baptist Church? I need to be baptized. I want to move my membership here. Pastor Andrew will be there. We'll all be available to talk to you. Let's respond as God would have us to. Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin? Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? is calling 
And I just want to do something really quick. I'm not trying to belabor this any longer or drag this out, but I just feel led. I want to call us into a time of prayer right now. We've still got people suffering right now in our church family, suffering from this. Look, wherever you are right now, let's take the next few minutes and just pray. Gather if you're with the family. You can gather up. You can pray out loud, whatever. I'll close this out. They're going to still be strumming. I just feel led right now. Let's just pray. Let's just cry out to God and ask him to heal us, God. Let's just let's just pray. is all in your plan, God, and we're crying out today, Father, for healing, God, for the, for the sick and the broken and the weary, God, that this time has brought, whether it's from directly from COVID-19 or if it's from some other thing going on this time, God, depression, drunkenness, whatever it may be during this time of isolation, God, where, where Satan is working and pushing us away, God, we're calling out to you right now saying you are greater and you can heal us, Father, you can heal this land, you can move throughout the midst of chaos, and that is what we are asking you to do right now, God, is move. Be with, be with this body, be with this congregation, God, that you will lift up in your divine plan and heal those who are sick, God, and move. God, if it's your will that they be called home to you to glory, God, let it so be. But if it's your will, God, they continue to move in this on this earth, God, let it happen. Because you are worthy. It's for your glory and your praise and your renown. Let us never forget that in the midst of trouble, in the midst of chaos, God, that we can never, ever quit because you have not given us a spirit of fear but of power, and you've made us more than conquerors through your love, through your Son. Thank you. Be with each and every person in this room. Let us go out today and have an impact for your kingdom.
In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Listen, we're so glad you're here. As we leave today, we'll have the offering plays. You can give the offering as you walk out. You can give online. You can text Airline Baptist Church to um, that number. Um, and again, we're just so glad that you're here. And we look forward to seeing you back either in person or online next week. Again, thank you all. And if you just kind of want to exit out, and I know everybody wants to socialize, but if you can socialize outside. So thank you. We'll see you next week.